God bless you tonight. You are on with Bishop Johnson and the Real Talk Broadcast Network. Our church affiliation is Loving Unity Church. Outreach Ministries located in the city of Bellflower, California. And the address is 15548 Santa Anta Avenue, located in the city of Bellflower, California. The zip code is 907. Oh, six, and God bless you. Thank you for tuning in tonight with us. And man, tonight it is late, but we want to make sure that we're able to touch our brothers and sisters around the continent, around the world. Amen. So tonight we are bringing you part four of the book of Job. So tonight I need you to like and subscribe to our channel so you can stay in touch and in tune with us. God bless you. So we'll be right back. Prepare your hearts. Get your Bibles as we get ready for Job part four. God bless you. And man, tonight we're going to go to the book of Job. Chapter one, verse one through five. And there's some things that we want to show you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time and this hour. God, we thank you for the manifestation of your glory and your spirit. Your son sent forth into the world to redeem man so we can live with you again in harmony spiritually. Amen. You sent your son into the world to die for humanity. For this cause, we say thank you. Because while we were yet in sin, you sent forth your son to redeem us, to live according to your word. Amen. Born under the law. Amen. But God gave us victory and strength through his son, Jesus Christ. And we just want to say thank you for all that you're doing, all that you've done. Those families in need, God, we ask you to bless them, meet their need right now in the name of Jesus. For this cause, we say thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name again, we pray. Amen. Amen. It's late here on the West Coast, but we thank God for you who are tuning in with us tonight on The Real Talk. Our church is Love and Unity Church Outreach Ministries located in the city of Bellflower, California. Amen. We thank God for you who have tuned in with us tonight. Amen. And who are excited about what God is doing. Amen. So tonight we want to bring you part four, uh, part three of Job. I'm sorry. So let's go to verse one of Job. And we talked about this earlier. Uh, let's have our email to turn our music down. Amen. They're already before us. Amen. So we're already doing that. Amen. So the Bible says there was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job, a man that was perfect and upright and one that feared God and assured evil. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance was also 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels and 500 yoke of oxen and 500 she-asses and a very great household so that this man was the greatest of all men in the east. Amen. And his sons went and feasted in their houses, everyone in his day, and sent and called for the three sisters to eat 
and to drink with them. Amen. And it was so when the days of their fasting were gone, feasting were gone about, that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offering according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. Um, I want to look at something and to bring something to your attention. But tonight I want to develop our theme for the book of Job. And I'm going to look and we're going to use the theme of religion versus relationship. Religion versus relationship. Many scholars within the prose or the poetic book of Job have seen Job as only a man who was suffering and experiencing torment because God allowed the enemy to touch his body. Well, there is a significance in understanding that we must deal with with the book of Job. Job, within its poetic understanding of its story, does just it does not just illustrate a man who was suffering, but what it does within chapter 1, verse 1 through 5, it illustrates a man who was religious and who lived a religious life doing things as if God needed him to do them. Consider and notice from verses 1 through 5, we don't hear the voice of God. All throughout the Bible, according to John 5, 39, that says the Bible was written and his testimony is of Jesus Christ. But notice here in Job 1 through 5, we never hear Job mention God. But within the perspective of Job's allegiance to Judaism or to the religion coming out of the Mosaic law, he was perfect and did it in the right manner. But nowhere in the sense or the understanding here does God move or say anything about Job. Mm, so then Job here, it says he was perfect. The Bible declares there is none perfect but God. Mm, but the word perfect here means mature, but still it represents or denotes someone who is in a particular place in God. But here, if we look at verses one through five, and no time or at no time does Job make mention of God and how good he is. But from the understanding, he talks about offering uh, sacrifices for his kids if they did sin. Oh, but I want you to follow me because it's something critical here. Isaiah 34 and 16 says, Seek ye out the book of the Lord and read. None shall fail, none shall lack her mate. For my mouth have commanded, that's number one, and my spirit have gathered. That's number two. The Old Testament shows forth, and it is the prophetic understanding or the prophetic love letter written by God, which is confirmed in the life of the man Jesus in the New Covenant, the New Testament. But Job here seems to be disconnected, and he here is representing what Paul said he did blamelessly, the law. Oh, but Paul said he did those things that he did to the Christians or to the church out of ignorance. So we see here, if we use typology, Job is going through the same thing to where he's offering sacrifices, to where he's um, sanctifying for his kids. And he did it religiously. But nowhere does God here, does God give credit 
or just Job give credit to God. Amen. So please follow along with us. Amen. Kind of critical. We're going to move fast, but we want you to catch where we're going because we're going to jump through the book of Job to give you the high points. Um, and again, nowhere does Job identify God. Job is more concerned about what he has to do or what's necessary for him. So then we see that Satan enters the picture. God will use our misunderstanding to change our direction. Sometimes God will use the enemy to set us on the right course in knowing his will for our lives. Uh, Paul said that we're given to him an abundance of revelation um, that he might not exhort himself against the knowledge of God. The Bible said that God sent a messenger of Satan to buffet Paul. Amen. Because God had given him something to where God did not want the gift to become greater than the gift giver. Uh, at times, God will place things in your life so you will remember him. Amen. So in the case of Job, the Bible says that Satan came to God or God met with Satan and Satan appears in chapter 2 and God asked him a question after he asked him from which cometh thou God says have you considered my servant Job seeing that he is a perfect and upright man there's something I need to stop here and I need to go over something with you one of Satan's biggest issues and problems are he does not know who God is because through the manifestation when he's dealing with Jesus when Jesus comes out of Mm, the wilderness he's only dealing with him as the son of God so here when we say when God asked Satan have you considered my servant Job Satan still does not know who he's dealing with have you considered watch this he is a perfect and upright man so what Satan is looking at is the flaws, the character flaws, which are in Job, in that Job is not truly serving God, but he is living from the religious perspective that everything according to Torah, to the Torah or the Mosaic law, he is doing because Satan does not understand God's plan of redemption, even though it's spoken about in Genesis 3.15. So then God says this, I will allow you to touch his body, but his soul belongs to me. All right, then we're going to run ahead right quick. So then after that, Job's three friends come along. And Job's three friends uh, charge him and says that he has done something wicked or wrong. They sit for a period of time and don't even speak to him. Don't even say anything to him. Because here we go again, misunderstanding based on misinformation. They did not understand, consider, they were his friends. So from a religious perspective, they did the same thing. Offer up sacrifices, offered up burnt offerings, sanctified their families. So Job, if you did all this, why is this happening to you? You must have done something wrong. See, child of God, when we read the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we identify the same character flaws in the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious leaders who God is dealing with, because they did things ceremoniously and they did it according to the law, but they did not have prophetic understanding of grace and redemption to which Jesus Christ will come to redeem the world back to himself, him being God. 
Job is in that same character flaw. So where Job has an understanding of the law, but he does not have an understanding of the spirit, of what the work that Jesus would do. Well, you say, Bishop, well, what does that have to do with anything in the book of Job? Why is that relevant? It is because we're going to see later on in the chapters where God begins to talk to Job and begin to reveal his plan of redemption and what God would do through the man Jesus, yet he never mentions his name. Remember, I told you, that's why Isaiah 34, 16 is critical because it shows you a duality to the purpose of God of redeeming the world back to himself. So if we look at Job, Job is the product prototype or the example of one who is living religiously and also now a man later on who is converted based on a relationship with God and information through the spirit. So we're going to stop right there. We're going to pick this up next time. You don't want to miss it. I've been talking to people all over and what they thought was being said in Job was not being said. So we want to give you the prophetic understanding and revelation of the word of God. But you got to tune back in. Not only do you have to tune back in, I need you to invite five more people to subscribe to the channel through the word of God. Amen. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, be blessed.